today on Real Radio. This is true love, not to leave you where you're at. God's true love is to pick you up from what's drowning you and take you out of it and put you in a whole new world and a whole new life and a whole new place. And God says to you, I love you unconditionally. What does that mean? It means that you, if you have been a murderer, an abuser, you go down the list. There is no sin that's beyond Christ's ability to forgive, not one. Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Radio, Pastor Jack continues his series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter, with a message called The Christian Life, Part 3. You know, the Apostle Peter was one of the 12 disciples, and he later became the leader of the first church. There were times when Peter failed the Lord, that's true, but he learned that through Christ, he could have joy, even in the midst of failure and the pain that it caused. In part two, Peter told us there's only one God and one mediator between God and man, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was God in the flesh who offered himself freely to die on the cross in our place. Now, as followers of Christ, we can experience his love on a personal level and love others with the love that he has shown to us. So today on day three of this message, Pastor Jack goes on to say that obedience to Christ is to be under his influence and to obey him is to be empowered by his love. Human love is flawed. That's true. But Christ's love doesn't leave you where you're at. Instead, he picks you up and puts you in a place of renewed fellowship with him. And now in his message called The Christian Life, Part 3, here's pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs. The man comes up and he says, you know what? I know this sounds corny. Don't think I'm weird, but I just, I feel like God told me to come back and give you a hug. And I said, okay, right on. And he gives me this big hug. And I mean, he's squeezing me. And it was real. And it, then he, he pulled away and he looked at me and he just said, you know what? I'm just so grateful to be here because I, I've been dry. And since we come in here, we're waking up. We're and I said, I said, I said, you, you have no idea what you just did to me. You have no idea what you just, he's tall. I said, you had, you had no idea what, <laughs> you had no idea what you just did to me. I said, I don't care how the rest of the day goes now after this. You just made my day. Why? What happened? There was, God did something. And listen, God wants to do something with you in your Christian life. To love on one another. Insincere love. The word sincere means without wax. Sincere. It means unpolluted love. It implies that we once had polluted love. By the way, you know the world doesn't have love. Sad, sad world. It breaks your heart, doesn't it, the world? Its, it's, it's definition of love is so... It's, ugh, it's veneer. You know, I can't think of anything more cheap than veneer. It's veneer. It's cotton candy. You bite into it and it's gone. And God, God offers you real love. Love that you can take in and out of the hospital, in and out of the work, in and out of relationships, in and out of business, in and out of leisure. It's everywhere you take. Wherever you go, the love of God goes. As a believer, because of your Christian life, everywhere you go, grace goes, mercy goes. Wherever you go, you are the agent of that by the hand of God. You don't need to look at thousands. Just pick somebody. Imagine if all of you, now don't do this, I'm, I'm just suggesting, imagine if each of you now trying to leave the parking lot after service lets the other one go first. You do know what would happen, nobody would ever leave the parking lot. 
we want you to be kind to a point, <laughs> but do get out for third service to arrive. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, after you. It's like those two little chipmunks in the cartoon. After you, no, 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 after you. Oh, no, no, after you. Okay, just give the person a salute and then take off. You know, go for it. But be kind and tenderhearted one to another, you know? Loving. I encourage you. You know the, the, the cross, the sticker that goes in the back of, of the window? You can get it at the church office for free. Just grab it. It's just the cross. It's cool looking. Slap it on the back of your car. I'll tell you why. After this sermon, you should have, everyone should have one on their car. Because if you run out of gas or you get a flat, chances are someone from this church or from this region, they're going to drive by you. And they're going to, they're going to oh, there, oh, there's somebody from our church. Number one, if you see someone pulled over with the sticker, get out and love them. Don't drive by and say, oh, look, everybody, there's somebody from our church. Let's pray for them. <laughs> Let's pray that God sends them some loving, obedient Christian. <laughs> no, you do it. You love on them. Yeah, but you know what? No, no, do it. Do it. Watch what happens. To love the brethren sincerely, without wax. The word is without wax because uh, the, the ancients, they would have these idols uh, some years ago, we were on a, hair, uh, a um, Holy Land tour and we had an extension in Corinth, Greece. It's horrible. I mean, wonderful, but it's horrible because for thousands of years, they've had these carts, these um, vendors, and they have all these idols from ancient Greece. And what they would do is that you could buy these idols and you can wear them around your neck. There's some bigger ones. You can put them on your mantle or on the dashboard of your donkey or your chariot or whatever you had. <laughs> And, uh, but they have, they have them, and they're horribly uh, bad, grotesque. But let's say, for example, you took Athena or Jupiter or Zeus, and you bought them from a vendor. And you take them home, and you put them in the window of your cottage or of your house there, and the sun comes up, and here's, here's Zeus standing there, and you see Zeus, his arm just starts to melt and fall off. And you, you, what happened? Well, you, you, you were sold to bum God. Uh, you, you, you got an insincere God. It means that he was made out of stone, but the, but the craftsman broke off the arm somehow. So to sell it to you, the sucker, he melted wax and put it back on. And, as, and it looks like Zeus. And it, and it seems okay until he gets in the heat. And the heat exposes the fact that part of him is fake. And it just begins to fall off. And the Bible says that you are to have sincere love for the brethren. And that's something that is practiced. We have to practice our love. We have to practice our agape love for one another. And that is a love, listen, that is a love that God desires you, the Christian. Now, wait a minute. How many of you are Christians again? Raise your hand. Yeah, okay. God gives us this love. We can't, we can't buy it. We can't get it. He gives it. The Holy Spirit who resides in us is it. We turn and we begin to live our Christian life. As we extend ourselves or open ourselves up to ministry opportunity, you see the sticker on the car and you pull over, God's love steps in. You will have unexplainable compassion towards someone. Unexplainable care. You will actually say something that is uncharacteristically not you. And you're wondering, what? What's going on? God has taken over. The agape love of God. It's a love that's not of this world. You know, um, there's a 
long list. I'm sure I'll mess them up, but there's, there's phileo, love. There's a storge love, love that a family has, storge. Phileo, uh, brotherly love, Philadelphia, phileo. That's where that comes from. There's uh, eros, erotic. Uh, and then there's, there's the love of God. Agape or agape, we would say. God's divinely imparted love. He only gives it to Christians. It should be the mark of the believer. We should be the most loving people on earth. Always speaking the truth, but the most loving people on earth. Listen, I hope, I pray that God the Holy Spirit worked in the void from my mouth to your heart. Remember 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11, that list? I hope you heard it come across in a way that was direct in truth, but loving when you heard the end of it. Nobody condemned you. Nobody chastised you. God says, this is the problem. It's in your life. You need to be washed. You need to be justified. You need to be sanctified. In the Lord Jesus Christ, God is saying, come to me. <laughs> the other day, we saw this new uh, Jurassic Park movie. But my daughter, she loves all these Jurassic Park things. And she said, you can't see that movie until you see the, the, yeah, the first one, whatever. And there's a scene, there's a scene, and I want you to think about this, um, where there's, it doesn't matter which Jurassic Park you see, there's always a dinosaur just like this far away from somebody's foot or face, right? You know what I'm talking about? And there's always somebody going, come on, come on, go, go, stop, don't stop, don't look back, go, go, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Why? Because the guy's going like this, and then there's some guy running like this, and then you see this T-Rex <laughs> coming, right? And I want you to think about this, and I, I, I mean this reverently. Imagine Jesus saying, come to me. Come, hurry, come here, come here. Why? You're going, why, why, what? <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody when, when you go, doc, and they go, Why? That's never good. If somebody goes, don't go down the road. Well, why can't I? Just don't do it. Find out later why. So imagine Jesus saying, come here. Come here, hurry up, hurry up. How old are you? See, it's irrelevant, but I'm just going to ask. Are you 15 or are you 95? It's irrelevant. We could have an earthquake. The air conditioner could fall on your 15-year-old head right now. Your time's up. It's true. Is it not true? Well, you know, listen, you could go any moment. And Jesus, listen, the Holy Spirit is saying, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Why? <laughs> Behind you is a T-Rex of sin. And in his mouth is hell and fire. You think it was hot last week? It's, he's a T-Rex with flames coming out of his mouth. And Jesus is saying, hurry up, hurry, 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 come, 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 come. Because you have no guarantee about tomorrow. His truth is saying this to you. Come and live the Christian life. That's what he is announcing to us. To obey is to be under that influence of his, and it's a love influence. And then finally, at the end of verse 22, so we'll make it through the verse today of verse 22. That's as far as we'll get. The Christian life loves to obey 
is the fact that to obey is to be empowered by love itself, by the very love of God. He says, love one another fervently with a pure heart. This is remarkable. It is that word agape, the highest form, the greatest expression of love, God love, unconditional love. Isn't that what the world is seeking today? Isn't it something? Isn't it amazing? Hey, doubter, skeptic, listen up. Isn't it amazing that if you could rub a lamp and have a wish come true, if you're halfway smart, one of those things would be a, a desire or a wish that you're loved unconditionally. Everyone would love to be loved unconditionally. It is humanly impossible. At best, our human love is flawed. God in the Bible. Everyone listen. The God of the Bible is the one who revealed to humanity the meaning of this word, I love you unconditionally. Listen, it doesn't mean he looks the other way because you are in that list of sinners. It doesn't mean that he overlooks you because of love. This is true love. Not to leave you where you're at. God's true love is to pick you up from what's drowning you and take you out of it and put you in a whole new world and a whole new life and a whole new place. God's love transcends humanity, transcends this world. It's supernatural. And God says to you, I love you unconditionally. What does that mean? It means that you, if you have been a murderer, a rapist, an abuser, you go down the list. There is no sin that's beyond Christ's ability to forgive. Not one. But the slightest sin is pulling you down into the grips of hell. Why? Because you fail, you refuse to bring it to him. He's saying, come here, come here, come here, come here. And you're saying, why, why, why should I? But what you bring to him, God is faithful. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Love one another. Are we not to be forgiving of one another? When they repent, listen, your friend, your husband, your wife, they're to repent and then fellowship's restored. Love one another. Fervently. The word fervent is with hot hearts. It's kind of cool because the word means, you know, in fact, this is the meaning of the word. You see what I'm doing right now? What do you think is happening? Heat. It's getting hotter. Really hot. When you and I fellowship with God, we have a fervent heart. We come out of our time with God with fervency. If you don't fellowship with God for a few days, a week or two, have you noticed how sloppy your life gets? Have you noticed how loose control you have of your thoughts? Huh, isn't it amazing? I'm talking to the Christians right now. I'm talking to us. But isn't it amazing how good God is that just turning back to him in an instant of time? Isn't he so good? Have you never? Oh, this is terrible to admit. Don't tell anybody this, but my mom, little tiny Portuguese. I mean, she's in heaven now, so she's fine. But my brother and I, regarding this, how God is not like this, how God is not like this, my mom, being Portuguese, didn't speak much English, she had a temper. And when my brother would just push the limit, my brother and I pushed the limits too far, you'd hear, 
you would hear the kitchen drawer open up and slam shut. You know what that meant? By the way, we had no screens on our windows. We had no screens on our windows. It means my mom would be coming down the hallway with a knife. She would be coming with a knife yelling at us guys. We had a great home. It was amazing. And we would either jump out of the window and take off, or it was all a show because she was so short. If she wanted to, she could, she could have hurt us, but she, her love, it wouldn't work. We would just hold, her, hold out her hand on her forehead and she's swinging at us. It was terrible. Listen, God does not hold out his hand at your forehead and taunt you or frustrate you. He doesn't play games with you. He doesn't, he doesn't do that to you. He will never in any way put a stumbling block, a trip hazard in front of you and coming to him. Never. He'll never cloud the way. If you but slightly turn in his direction, he says, come here, come here, come, 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 come. <laughs> Fervently. And when you return back to fellowship, isn't it precious that he receives you in a moment's time, he doesn't hold his hand at your forehead for a week or two to earn his presence. Thank God he's not like us. And it says with a pure heart. Well, a pure heart simply means this. It means a heart that's been made clean. Hallelujah, listen up and we're done. It means we once had a heart that was unclean and it's been made clean. Aren't you so glad? Listen, Tozer says it better. I'm going to flub it up. But it goes along like this. Tozer says, after having been redeemed by Christ and knowing what I've been forgiven of, I look back now from the perspective of my new life back at my old life. Now listen, this is tough going. And he says, I thank God for what I did as a non-Christian because he washed it all away. And I look back to what I once was, to who I am now. And he says, he took that darkness and he washed it away. And he said, I look now walking in the light of God and it causes everything and praise to come from me. Oh, to look back, not with longing, oh, the leeks and the onions of Egypt. No, no, but to look back and say, oh, what a wretch I was. I don't do those things anymore. When the temptation arises, by the power of God, by the word of God, it's nailed down. Because why? Because God loves me. And because he loved me first, I love him back. And I want to obey him. And there's no greater relationship. There's no greater relationship. When a husband and wife-to-be stand at the end of this aisle right up here, and you, and you walk them through the vows and you recite those vows to them, you know, they're so sweet. They're so beautiful. You know, they're both perfect. Everything's perfect. And they're looking at each other. <laughs> and you say, do you solemnly swear? I solemnly swear. By receiving Mary today, by receiving Mary today, I forsake all others. I've never had a guy go, and I forsake... All others. <laughs> Never once happened. 
Do you promise today to love, honor, and obey? You know what they say? (sighs) You know they do. They're not dumb. They know what's going on. They're head over heels in love. I could have said in the vows, and do you promise now to stand on your head and throw pizzas in the air and run around tooting a horn? I do. (laughs) They're just gone with it. And God says, I so loved you that my only, one and only, honored son came to earth to die on the cross for your sins. And if you trust him with your sin, you'll never perish. You'll never be lost. The Christian life, the world is outside right now waiting to see you. So let's give them you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's, let's stand, church. We ask you, Father, now, can you guys lift your hands just because? Father, we're praying. Your word says that we ought to lift, lift up holy hands of prayer. Lord, our hands have been declared holy by the blood of Jesus, so we lift them up. And we ask you, Lord God, now that you would baptize us afresh in the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that we would go from this place on fire, from the heart outward. Jesus, that we would yield, that we wouldn't conjure anything up, we wouldn't muster anything up, that we wouldn't sweat, but that we would let the Holy Spirit guide us, use us, speak through us, minister to others, love our enemies, comfort the body, go beyond. Because Holy Spirit, live out from us, live around us. Holy Spirit, sanctify this church. Dear God in heaven, I believe that you're about to do a work in California. I'm begging of you to start right here in this place, not only this sanctuary, but underneath this pulpit. God, that you would cause an earthquake to happen beneath this pulpit where those Bibles are buried in the foundation. And God, that you would emanate a revival that would sweep California and the nation and that Christians would live the Christian life and the world would say, what must I do to be saved? And Lord, may we lead them in the way of everlasting life. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Radio in a message called The Christian Life, Part 3. We're so glad you joined us today. And you know, our prayer is that you feed your soul with the good things of God so that you're not only satisfied, but you're renewed. The Christian Life, Part 3. It's part of Pastor Jack's series called Anchored, a study in First Peter. It's a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution and whose compassion for others still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. You know, Peter, in his letters to the church, urged his fellow Christians to keep on learning and growing in the faith, in spite of their suffering and pain. Unlike today, however, resources were scarce. Still, they persevered, and Christ followers were growing in both strength and numbers. And now, in today's world, there's really no limit of ways to access quality material on Christian living, including Pastor Jack's website. 
Now, when you go to reallifewithjackhibbs.org, click on that media icon. You'll find not only real radio episodes, but real-life podcasts, real-life TV, real-life basics for Christian growth, and even news updates. You're going to like all that. You'll also find specific studies from the books of the Bible and so much more. So head over to that website called reallifewithjackhibbs.org. Click on the media tab. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. Our phone number, if you'd like to write this down, 877-RR-RADIO. That's 877-777-2346. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 1273, Chino Hills, California, 91709. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. I'm David J. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.